0: This is the What Happened Today podcast, your daily history podcast that tells you what happened on this day in history. Brought to you by the Productive Leisure Network, online, ProductiveLeisureNetwork.com, and on Facebook and Twitter, at Prod I'm your host, Will Floyd, and what happened today, December 23rd in 1968, 82 crew members of the USS Pueblo, a U.S. Navy ship, captured by ships belonging to the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, were released into South Korea and eventually back to America. The North Koreans had actually captured the Pueblo 11 months earlier, exactly, on January 23rd, 1968. And the Pueblo was a spy ship. Initially built at the tail end of World War II as a cargo vessel, it had been refitted to perform reconnaissance duties. This was a typical Cold War strategy. You'd have a hydrographic ship or a cargo ship or some other seemingly innocuous ship fitted out with radar and other equipment to figure out where enemy ships and particularly submarines were. And this was the Pueblo's job. In January of 1968, it came very close to North Korean waters. So close, in fact, that North Korean vessels came out, intercepted it, and took it into port in North Korea. The entire Pueblo incident became a weird mixture of the horrific and the absurd. As soon as it was taken, North Korea knew that the Pueblo was a spy ship. It was obvious. There was no way around this. But there was also a way in which North Korea kind of acted impetuously and just took the ship without really thinking of the larger consequences. In January of 1968, The Tet Offensive was about to begin, the Vietnam War was ramping up, and Cold War fault lines throughout Asia were becoming increasingly problematic. And in fact, in Korea, the Pueblo incident came right on the heels of an attempt by North Korea to attack the Blue House, the presidential mansion in South Korea. That sounds much more grand than it was. It was really a foolhardy, ridiculous thing. that was almost a suicide mission. But the tensions were there, and it was clear that Kim Il-sung, leader of North Korea, wanted to escalate tensions, possibly even into another war. This is less than 20 years after the Korean War had ended, so it was a bit of a shock to think about this. And more importantly than wanting to escalate tensions was that no one really knew what Kim Il-sung was doing. When the Pueblo was taken, many American leaders thought that this was the Soviet Union trying to do something to America. Turns out that was not true. The Soviets were actually quite angry at the North Koreans for doing something so foolhardy. And it probably was more influenced by China. But even then, China didn't say, hey, go and get a U.S. ship. They said, we might help you if you're thinking about doing some things against South Korea and U.S. troops in South Korea. But the North Koreans approached on January 23rd, 1968, the USS Pueblo, and basically said, we are going to take you in. Torpedo boats came up after one North Korean vessel approached, and then some fighter planes. This is not the kind of thing that you can fire your way out of if you were a cargo vessel refitted to be a spy ship. There were machine guns on board, but not everybody was trained, and they took some time to unload. And so the Pueblo was taken in to the harbor at Wonsan, and then all of its crew were taken hostage. And this is where it all gets very strange. The men of the Pueblo are held in POW camps. They would say after their release that they were tortured, but it clearly took both physical and psychological elements. There was the usual torture of trying to beat out evidence that they were spying, but also there were weird moments where... The commander, Lloyd Bucher, was actually given to a mock firing squad. He was threatened with seeing his men executed. And so he finally agreed to confess to the transgressions of the Pueblo and its crew. Unfortunately, the North Koreans were not so clear about English language conventions. And so Bucher wrote out a confession that said, We pee on the DPRK. We pee on their great leader, Kim Il-sung, writing out P-A-E-A-N, as in praise, but clearly and obviously mentioning it to basically being a euphemism for urinating upon. When people realized that this took place in North Korea, they were not treated as well afterwards, but the men of the pueblo certainly had a good laugh. There were also various negotiations taking place between U.S. and North Korean officials in which the North Koreans were basically stalling and trying to figure out how to respond. The U.S. (laughs) negotiators basically said that they would try to ask a question and there would be prepared responses. And if a question was asked that wasn't part of the anticipated questions with prepared responses, the North Koreans would just delay for a day. There are also more moments where the crew of the Pueblo would have it over on their North Korean captors. They were made to pose for a picture. And it was said that this would be shown that they were contrite and giving up many secrets of America's power. And so the men all appeared huddled together and eight of them were together and three of them were giving what they told the North Koreans was a Hawaiian good luck sign. But actually they were just showing the camera the middle finger. And so they were flipping the bird to their captors and letting Americans know exactly what was going on. What became really obvious as the negotiations continued and there really was not much progress is that North Korea was only willing to release the captors in exchange for the U.S., acknowledging that they were spying on North Korea and apologizing for it and agreeing never to do it again. Obviously, the Johnson administration and many people in charge of American foreign policy did not want this. But the best thing was to get the crew members back safely. And the North Koreans already had the ship. So after about a month, it becomes obvious that this is what needs to happen. But still trying to save face, it takes 11 months. And finally, the 82 crew members there were able to come back because the U.S. agreed in a written statement that the USS Pueblo had in fact been spying on North Korea and that there would be no more spying in the future. But... This was accompanied by a statement given to the press, which said, we did this entirely to get the release of the crew. We're just saying what North Korea wants to hear. We don't really mean it all. Get over it. And so the crew was able to come back. They went over what was known as the Bridge of No Return, which was the place where prisoners of war and political prisoners were exchanged between North and South Korea. It was called the Bridge of No Return because people were said on either side that if you crossed, you'd be allowed to go but you could not change your mind. You would never be allowed back in the country that you were leaving. Obviously for the American soldiers, this was a blessing. They didn't wanna get anywhere near North Korea ever again. They probably wanted to get out of South Korea as soon as possible because it shared a border with North Korea and they were really happy to get away from anything near North Korean waters. The real problems stemmed from what to do. Some people wanted a court-martial, but the Secretary of the Navy at the time, John Chafee, thought that this was just ridiculous, and said that the crew had suffered enough. And actually, Lord Bucher, the commander, ended up having a long and distinguished Navy career after the Pueblo incident. The other fallout is hard to gauge. North Korea considered it a victory and still to this day displays the USS Pueblo proudly. It's actually moved locations a few times, sometimes to show off exactly how proud the government of North Korea is to have this ship. And it is still technically a commissioned US Navy ship and the only Navy ship held in enemy hands. But it's not real clear how devastating the Pueblo was in terms of actual strategic significance. The Pueblo had communication systems, it had top secret documents, and that was a problem to hand over to North Korea. At the same time, there didn't seem to be that much going on with what was operating. One theory is actually that the Pueblo was pulled in because of the spy connections of a Navy officer named John Anthony Walker, that he described naval communications, but that the Soviets needed an actual example of it to use it. It's not really been proven that the Soviets had much to do with North Korea, maybe ever. North Korea was a hermit state, not only from the rest of the world, but also from communist countries. And many people thought this was about the silliest way to go about doing anything. The U.S. wanted their sailors back. The U.S. was going to try and work things out. And as important as a spy ship can be, it's not really advanced military technology. It's a ship from 1945 that got retrofitted. This isn't Some sort of breakthrough, like when the Soviet Union managed to capture an SR-71 Blackbird spy plane in 1960. This isn't finding the newest nuclear submarine. This is an old ship who had been repurposed. And then, of course, throughout the whole thing, North Korea acts like buffoons. They don't realize that the soldiers are messing with them, even when it's obvious to the rest of the world. They seem to think that they are acting out for the greater glory of North Korean communism, while other communist nations are rolling their eyes and shaking their heads. The other important background to the Pueblo is that, of course, this happens as opposition to the Vietnam War increases. And this kind of incident shows how ridiculous the Cold War is on one level. That somehow we would be obsessed for 11 months over this exchange while North Korea made Americans jump through hoops was not treated so kindly in America. And, of course, tellingly, the actual negotiations were not finalized until after Richard Nixon had won the 1968 presidential election and Lyndon Johnson knew he was a lame duck president and that the administration would be changing. The Pueblo is not the great shining moment of American diplomacy. And it also speaks to a lot of the dangers of the Cold War mindset. There were absolute battles that had to be fought between two great powers and this was sort of a casualty. But it also shows the ridiculousness of the Cold War. The Pueblo was captured on January 23rd, 1968. For 11 months, over 80 crew members were held captive, tortured psychologically and physically. And the North Korean government kept up an odd series of negotiations with the American government. And after all that, the only resolution was that the men who were held captive were released back to America after less than a year. Because everyone knew that was going to happen. And it is, in fact, what happened today, December 23rd in 1968. That will do it for today's episode. But as always, check back in tomorrow because we will have a brand new episode because we are a daily history podcast and we put out a new episode every single day. You can also find all of our episodes on our website, ProductiveLeisureNetwork.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. And if you're listening to us on iTunes and Stitcher, please subscribe to this podcast, leave a rating and leave a review. You can also help us out by going to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Productive Leisure, helping us out with a small monthly donation because Patreon allows you to give a small donation monthly that can support ongoing projects like, say, a podcast network. And that is how we can keep doing the What Happened Today podcast and, in the future, add new podcasts to the Productive Leisure Network. You can also follow us for updates on everything to do with the Productive Leisure Network on Facebook and Twitter at Prod Thanks for listening and see you tomorrow.